We meet today in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1 to verse 27. This chapter deals with the subject of friendship. We will see maxims or sayings against procrastination, carnal security, vain glory, wrath and envy. And that is in verse 1 to verse 4. Then we will have a look at uh, sayings concerning reproof for contentment, steadiness, friendship and prudence from verse 5 to verse 12. Then sayings against co-signing. Lavish commendations and domestic discord are recorded in verses 13 to 16. Sayings concerning industry, the conformity of one man's heart to another's insatiable desires, the effects of praise and the obstinacy of fools. Uh, those sayings are in verses 17 to 22. And lastly, in verses 23 to 27, we have recommendations of diligence, good management, and rural plenty. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Proverbs 27 verse 1 Now the uncertainty of health, circumstances, and life itself point to the truthfulness of this maxim. Nowhere is the agency of immediate action more crucial than in the matter of one's eternal destiny. Of the future, even the wisest of men are ignorant for all time beyond this very moment. All is known by God alone. There is a philosophy of procrastination that is very familiar to all of us. It puts off until tomorrow and what could be done even today. There is often used a saying, there is no hurry in Africa. This does not have godly roots and behind it is the spirit of procrastination. There is also a Spanish proverb that says, the road of by and by leads to the house of never. It is not that there is no intention of doing the thing in question. It is just put off. Another proverb that puts it very bluntly, the way to hell is paved with good intentions. The word of God puts it like this. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Hebrews 4 verse 7. And again, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Isaiah writes, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Isaiah 1 verse 18. Now the tendency of men is to want to wait for another time. Remember that the governor Felix trembled when he heard the gospel from the lips of the apostle Paul. Paul, though a prisoner, talked to him about his soul's salvation, and Felix responded, Go away for now, when I have a convenient time. I'll call for you. Acts 24 verse 25. Now as far as we know from the word of God, that convenient time never came to Felix. Also Pharaoh in Egypt was always going to let the children of Israel go tomorrow, not today. Finally his repeated postponements cost him his oldest son and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. 
Today is always the day of salvation. You do not know what tomorrow will bring. Act now. Repent now. Do a good thing today, not tomorrow. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Proverbs 27 verse 2. Now Goliath should have listened to this proverb. He paraded in front of the army of the Israelites every day. He flexed his muscles. He told them how great he was and what a miserable bunch of cowards they were. He would be pronouncing, who will come and fight me? Who dares to come? Eventually, he got into the trouble with a little boy named David. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth. A stone is heavy and sand is weight, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. Proverbs 27 verse 3 If you have a fool angry with you, you are in trouble because a fool has no discretion. He will say and do anything. So a heavy stone and sand are actually much better than the wrath of a fool. Wrath is cruel and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Proverbs 27 verse 4 Envy is jealousy, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Song of Solomon 8 verse 6 Now you remember what jealousy did in the family of Jacob. The brothers sold Joseph into slavery because of their intense jealousy. Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Now, a true friend is willing to express his love with tactical criticism intended to edify and to warn. The truly wise person welcomes the sincere rebuke of a friend, but is weary of the seductive praise of an enemy. Now this is a contrast of which we have many examples in the Bible. Paul rebuked Simon Peter when he withdrew from eating with the Gentiles. Peter needed that rebuke, and he accepted it from Paul. There was no ill feeling between them. Now, my friend, it is a wonderful thing to have a friend who will call attention to your faults in a helpful way. That's the reason a preacher needs a good wife. She can keep him humble and tell him what is wrong with him. Now, I have come out of from a service really puffed up like a balloon. When we get into the car, my wife will push a pin into that balloon and just makes me take my proper position. I recognize that she is the one who is right rather than the one who was flattering me. Now the contrasting thought is, of course, exemplified in Judas Iscariot who betrayed Jesus Christ with a kiss. That was a deceitful kiss. The kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb. But to a hungry soul, 
every bitter thing is sweet. Proverbs 27 verse 7. Now one can also apply this proverb to the word of God. We are to eat it. We are to chew it. We are to digest it, ruminate it. We are to meditate on it. Actually, this is what it means to meditate on the word of God. May God give us an appetite, a real hunger for the word. Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Proverbs 27 verse 8. Now there are many people in churches and in other Christian works who are like round pegs in square holes or square pegs in round holes. They just don't fit. The reason is that God has given to every believer a gift, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. First Corinthians 12 verse 7 And so God has a particular place for every believer to exercise the gift he has been given. First Corinthians 12 verse 18 says, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. We should get into that place and exercise our gift. In the New Testament, we have examples of people who apparently didn't exercise their gifts. For instance, Paul spoke of a young man by the name Demas. 2 Timothy 4 verse 10 For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. You see, this man went back into the world. As far as we know, he never did fit into the place that God had for him. Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. Proverbs 27 verse 9 to verse 10. Now, we all need friends, and it is better to make friends among our neighbors than depend on family and old friends who are great distances away from us. Now, this is a commendation of friendship and not an attack upon family relationships. The blood relationship with a brother in which one has no choice may actually be inferior to the affectionate ties one freely chooses to make with a friend. A friend nearby is a help at once, while a brother far away is delayed in coming. I have experienced this in my own life. In fact, I have more friends who are not connected to me by the bloodline of the human side, except by the blood of Christ. And they have become my friends, they have become my family. I still am in touch with my family members. But sometimes when my family members would arrive already, these friends are already around me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Proverbs 27 verse 12. Now, this is one of the greatest benefits of the study of prophecy, by the way. We know what is coming and Frankly, I would be very discouraged and maybe pessimistic 
if I had to look to men to solve our problems today. I don't think that man has any solution to the problems of the world. We are moving to a crisis and a catastrophe, and I don't think there is any question about that. Any man is very foolish to think that he can solve the problems of the world. The word of God makes it very clear that there is trouble ahead, and that judgment of God is coming upon this old world. There is another thought in connection with this proverb. I will state it in rather tease language. By insurance, the Lord intends for you to make plans for the future. Here we read, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. He prepares for the difficult day that is coming. Some people have the idea that a man ought not to prepare for retirement, ought not to carry insurance. Well, the foolish reason given is that we ought to trust the Lord. Let me say that when the Lord has given us means for providing for the future, we should avail ourselves of them. It is a wise idea. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, it will be counted a case to him. Proverbs 27 verse 14. Now, there's a great deal of irony in this statement. There are those who make such loud protestations of love and affections that you know there is some motive behind it all. Watch out for the man who is praising you more than you ought to be praised. That's the point. A scriptural illustration of this is the way in which Absalom won the hearts of the men of Israel in Second Samuel 15 verse 1 to verse 6. He got up early and came to the city gate to talk to the men who came to the king with a controversy. Absalom flattered them and pretended to love them and show an interest in their cases. But his true interest was in gaining their support when he seized the throne. Politicians have been following this same procedure from that day to this present day. They will bless you loudly. Yet really, they actually have other motives. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and gasps oil with his right hand. Proverbs 27 verse 15 and 16. Now we are back to the subject of the contentious woman. Here, this contentious woman is described as being like oil which cannot be held in the hand. Furthermore, the aroma of the fragrant oil immediately betrays its presence. To conceal the disposition and character of such a woman from the neighbors would be as feasible as an attempt to enclose the wind. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Proverbs 27 verse 17. Now, as the proper two shapes and sharpens iron for its desired use, so a man sharpens his friend morally and intellectually by their personal friendship. Now, it is a wonderful thing to have a friend with whom you can sharpen your mind. 
You can discuss certain things with him with real profit. I have such a friend. And we can sit down and talk about spiritual matters. I have always come away refreshed and strengthened. And I always have learned something. It is wonderful to have a friend like that. As in water, face reflects face. So a man's heart reveals the man. Proverbs 27 verse 19. Now, it is wonderful to have a friend to whom you can open your heart, knowing that he will not betray you. A friend is one who knows you and still loves you. So man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Proverbs 27 verse 20. We never see enough. We want to keep on seeing, and that's the reason that some of us had to travel around the world. But even having traveled around the world, we still do not see enough. So what is this saying? You need to just come to a place where you can say, I think I have seen enough, and be content with what God has allowed you to see. The refining pot is for silver, and the furnace for gold. And a man is valued by what others say of him. Proverbs 27 verse 21. Now be careful of praise. That is what this proverb is saying. Make sure it has the right effect upon you. Dr. Ironside in his notes on the book of Proverbs made a wonderful comment. And the comment says, There is no Water crucible to test a man than when he is put through a fire of praise and adulation. To go on through evil report, cleaving to the Lord and counting on him to clear one's name is comparatively easy. Though many faint in such circumstances, but to humbly pursue the even turner of his way, undisturbed and Unlifted up by applause and flattery marks a man as being truly with God. My friend, that is a fitting description of what a real man of God should be able to do. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Proverbs 27 verse 24. Riches are not forever, my friend. Even in our materialistic age, we need to recognize these truths. Riches are not forever. You won't be taking your riches even with you when you leave. There is no pocket in the shroud. There is no pocket when you go into the coffin to carry your riches. In fact, all that you may gather, you simply leave for others to enjoy, to use. And here on the continent of Africa, others have simply fought over the deceased's property. Nor does a crown endure to all generations. Now, dynasties rise and fall in this world of change. My friend, you may be on the throne today, you may be in the position of a leader, but know what the word of God says. Crowns do not endure to all generations. God is the only one 
on whom we can depend. He is the only one who is unchangeable. He is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. This has been a great chapter on friendship. So in this world, who do you choose to become your friend? Those which are passing, the riches that pass, or the fools of the world? Stick to the friend who sticks closer than a brother, than a mother, than a wife, than a husband, who when the whole world has gone out, he comes in. And that is Jesus Christ who say, not only do I call you friends, you have become my friends, and I even show you the secrets of my Father. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by seven two six four one four four seven five. From within South Africa, it's zero seven two six four one four four seven five.